Welcome to Episode Party, the podcast where we talk about our favourite podcasts. I'm Jack Tudor. I'm Freddie Harrison. And our guest tonight is owner of podcast review and recommendation website Audible Feast. It's Sarah De Silva. Hello, Sarah. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for joining Hello. us. Hello. Thanks for having me. We've got three podcast recommendations as per. Freddie is going to kick us off with the first of the three recommendations. Freddie, tell us about your podcast. Oh, wow, what a joy. I don't think I've opened the, the show for a little while with a podcast recommendation, so I'm hoping I'm going to do a, a really treat. good job of this. I know. <laughs> um, so this this podcast is um, one that I discovered right at the very, very beginning of the year. It may have even been the very end of um, last year, so not that long ago, but it was, I guess, good timing in a way because it's that point in the year where you start thinking about the year ahead and the things you want to do and you want to achieve. And this podcast seems pretty fitting for that so it's a it's a vox media podcast i've already recommended one this year um that was function with a neil dash and this is another vox media podcast called future perfect uh which is a show presented by dylan matthews about the most effective ways to save lives reform prisons fight global warming end world poverty and all those kind of good things (laughs) um and uh it kind of like bases itself around the effective altruism movement, which I have uh, listened to um, a fair few podcasts about before and uh, actually gifted a book to you, Jack, about effective yes. altruism, um, which, Thank I, you which I, now, I now have on, on my bedside table waiting to be waiting to be read. So, yeah, I, I find I find the effective altruism movement interesting in of itself, but I think the podcast kind of branches out really nicely from there and, and looks at these kind of wider things just beyond the kind of the core tenet of effective altruism is all about um you know how how best to give your money to charity what's the most effective charity you can give well you know what's the best use of your time in terms of earning money and how how much money should you give those kind of things it's kind of largely based around and this goes this step further about how can we be most effective and achieve the most good in the world and i think that's a really lovely basis to start a podcast and and the show itself is is great it's um it's it's really nicely produced i think every episode's got like a kind of a wonderful kind of like almost like a narrative start to it and there's a there's a lot of detail in here which i feel like is you know fairly kind of actionable if you if you felt particularly strongly about a certain issue you could go away and and do something off the back of that um ironically the episode i chose to recommend isn't necessarily an episode you can you can go and do something (laughs) off the back of that with um unless you want to be a prisoner and you know change it from the inside like that but um this episode (laughs) i I just really really enjoyed um uh, it's called how to make prisons more humane and it's about a uh someone who works in the prison system a woman called carrie ann jackson um who's in north dakota and it, it talks about her experience of going to Norway and seeing how they uh, run their prison system over there. And ultimately, I think, I think you know, it's not unheard of, but Norway has a, a much more kind of um, humane approach to the prison system and a, a much more kind of liberal approach to it. And um, depending on where you go in the world, that's either pretty normal or extremely radical. And it's about her kind of, um, her efforts to bring that, 
over back to where she works and you know the reaction she's got from people and um the different different ways that she's tried to you know change things or the different things about norway that's inspired her and i just think it's really really interesting it was a this one was just a again yeah not an actionable one perhaps but just a really really interesting um topic that i i just i just found to be a lovely listen um sarah what did you think so i don't know how i missed this one when it was coming out because i listen to some other Vox podcasts. So I don't know, somehow I missed this one. And I was, I'm sort of surprised that I did because I had never heard of the con the concept of effective altruism, but I'm a highly altruistic individual. So I was like, (laughs) Oh, effective altruism. I always get like uh, picked on for being so altruistic and thinking like, Oh, but um, wouldn't it be lovely if fill in the blank. Um, And (laughs) so I love this idea of, Oh, there's like an actual application, a way to actually, you know, live your life in a certain way to help the things that you feel altruistic about actually come true. Whoa, what a concept. So, um, I loved it. I think that in general, the Vox shows are generally really well produced. And I really enjoyed the topic. I actually, after I listened to it, I put all of the other episodes on my queue. Ah, nice. And um, I just listened to one this morning. I listened to the one about picking a career that Mm. gives back. How do you, you know, how can you actually live your life in a way that you give back to something that matters that you care about Mm -hmm. uh so i thought that was that does speak to a way that you can actually Mm -hmm. um, you know (laughs) apply to what you do every day i mean i'm i've already picked a career at least one of them for Mm. (laughs) for for now but um (laughs) But there were other tips that they gave too. Like you don't have to go full in, like dedicate your whole life to some cause. That's mm. that's one option. But you could also choose to, you know, you need to make up to a certain amount of money to support your life. But then beyond that, take all of that additional money and funnel that all into one particular thing that you, you know, feel is if you put all of your money into an additional charity or something like that, that could make a lot of difference for Mm. that charity um so i I don't know i really liked it and uh thank you so much for the recommendation oh you are most welcome um jack what did you think yeah well i started off skeptical because (laughs) it, it kicked in and then it did that thing where someone says something quite tantalizing and there's like a then a vibraphony kind of sound that goes dun, 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 and you you know you're supposed to go oh but there are so <laughs> many podcasts that do that intro that anytime it kicks in i get a bit worried but this was brilliant i mean i think you picked a really great episode with a really interesting subject i've listened to a couple of podcast episodes of different shows that talk about the prison system and the way in which we could reinvent it. I mean, uh, Navarra Media do a great show called The Lockdown, which goes deep into that from like a UK perspective. Um, Mm. But what I liked most about this one is I think it could have been a much longer show and it wasn't. And that was to the strength of the podcast, I think. And it could have kept pulling back to sort of contextualise the story within the wider frame of effective altruism. or, Or it could have like you know, slipped in loads of national statistics and, and, you know, there were statistics dotted around, but I think basically it kept quite tight to the narrative. You know, the story of uh, this woman finding these new techniques within this Norwegian prison and then 
basically coming back to the US to try and find ways in which those changes could be incorporated into the American prison system. And that that's mm. the thing that it, it kept rumbling on with. I thought that was fantastic. Um, I, I thought the discussion points it raised as well, just very subtly, were were really cool. I mean, where she talks at the end about having these debates basically and this debate gets raised uh you know right in that closing five minutes around what do we expect the prison system to do and i think obviously this must be a huge thing with the effective altruism movement which is what does good look like with a prison system you know is it mm. uh, reoffending rates is it providing a sense of justice for the victims or, or you know and, and and that creates a lot of ambiguity which i thought the podcast raised uh, but didn't get bogged down in and but still managed to kind of set off a receptor in my head that left me thinking about it you know afterwards for quite some time after the running time so that's kind of what I like about this podcast is that it keeps its own running time short but actually the time you spend thinking about the topic kind of goes into that longer duration I mean I listened to another one as well about or started to at least about one about uh, endangered species and, you know, the general consensus is you should save endangered species. And there's a debate that goes on in this episode where it says, well, in what circumstances, because there is a wider ecological context, in what circumstances actually is it doing better to maybe not intervene when a species is endangered? So, again, I, I think it's always so healthy to have these means of uh, readdressing your own prejudices about what looks good or what is justified or what is right in a particular topic and i think the way that they go about that with this fox podcast is is really cool so yeah i mean like sarah i think i'm definitely gonna check out the rest because i, I think also the titles are really tantalizing like they all look like they're they're very interesting and and as you say they feel like they have a, a, a kind of first-hand application aspect to a lot of them as well so mm. yeah really into it good oh, job freddie I'll chalk that one up as a win. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, um, it's just a fun topic, and I think it, you know, you say it could be so much longer. Every episode mm. could could go on for for such a long time because there's there's so much on the on these topics to mine. And um, you know, as 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 has been widely discussed on episode party before, I have this hilariously <laughs> short attention span, yeah. and 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 the fact that they can package it up in in this kind of neat package that that really gets to the heart of the matter, but still doesn't you know doesn't doesn't go light on the detail either, and and wrap it up in a way that I feel like I've actually taken it all in and understood it is 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 really nice. And yeah. I think that's I think in general that's a a kind of hallmark. Of, of many of the Vox Media shows perhaps with the exception of the Ezra Klein show which is obviously a bit of a long form conversation but even then it's it's super interesting but you know I think they think they do such a good job of that because uh, a topic like this also has a tendency you know it, ha- it could go the other way and be really boring because actually when you think about things like yeah donating to charity um, if you go if you go and dig into the effective altruism movement and enough about how to donate to charity you end up in these really boring spreadsheets where someone has like you know <laughs> graded exactly how much money goes where and you know what the return on investment is and all the rest of it and it's almost off-putting you're like okay i really want to give some money but i have nowhere to go and i wish someone would just cut yeah. to the heart of what's really Option important paralysis here. yeah exactly and I, I think they do a really good job of um as as editors to to, to get to what really uh is the most kind of uh, intriguing or enticing bit like you say jack just just leaving enough that you might go off and be intrigued enough to go and do your own research so yeah yeah i'm, I'm glad you both enjoyed it do we think that fox uh 
getting better at podcasts i mean i don't think i've been keeping abreast of them enough to come to any conclusion on this but i've really liked today explained and you know i i thought this one was great and it just seems to be more shows that seem to be coming to my attention recently that that maybe suggest that that's true i mean sarah i i believe that you've been keeping pace with today explained as well throughout you know, the past year or so. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Um, And that is of the daily shows that are out there. That is the one, the daily kind of like news wrap up shows. That's definitely the one that I like the most. And I like that sometimes they poke fun at things. It's not super serious every single day. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They've had some hilarious like parody songs and stuff that they've (laughs) come up with over time. So Vox also has the impact. Um, Mm. That's another good podcast that I enjoyed this past season of the impact they've had two seasons so far and the last one was about policies that are in place uh, around I think it's just around the United States but um, policies that are in place that are kind of radical like there was one policy um, or a, a a change in policy could be a change in policy that was made too but in Seattle last year one of the episodes was about they mailed everybody some money to go vote basically it was like mm. you know we want you to vote so here's what we're going to do we want uh we're going to give you some money and all you have to do is <laughs> send back this voucher saying you voted or whatever and then we'll give you some money so um wow it was really interesting just hearing what different cities have tried to solve various problems so i i do like um vox podcasts a lot yeah i've still not really dug in as far as as i'd like to with their with their shows but um i've not i've not heard a bad one from them yet i've I've certainly not heard one that isn't hasn't been interesting Mm. um uh, you know and um yeah i think i think you you you're kind of right jack i don't know if they're necessarily getting better because i think they've always been good but i think they've um certainly started to expand their horizons a little bit in terms of the shows that they put out yeah and um and that's and that's really showing and you know like uh like i said function with a neil dash is one of those ones that um is is a is a vox media podcast as opposed to a vox podcast um which you know is has a slightly different thing because it's the wider vox media network as opposed to specifically stuff that comes from vox the the website and um i think you know on the vox media front they're really really kind of broadening horizons but still keeping uh, like a certain kind of um editorial stamp on them i guess or like a certain feel of them it's the same with uh, i guess quite a lot of podcast network i mean there are certain podcast networks that are just a big group of independent podcasts that have all come together and are you know taking advantage of being you know radiotopia is a good example of that every podcast is slightly different but then you look at something like um like gimlet and and they will have a certain kind of style uh to them and i think i think vox is one of those ones as well so yeah i i I think they're, they're doing great yeah, good on them. Right, well, our second recommendation. Uh, Sarah, would you like to tell us about your podcast, please? Yes, I would. <laughs> so I have recommended the show Varmints. And Varmints is a family-friendly show. It's about all about animals. And every week, the hosts, Paul and Donna, take on um, a new animal, some kind of varmint. Uh, they, st- I think they started out in the beginning talking about more sort of like creepy stuff, but over, <laughs> over the the last I don't know couple years that they've been doing the show, they've expanded into things like camels and hippos and stuff. So, um, not not necessarily what you would think as a typical like rodent type of varmint, mm. but um, the show has 
several recurring segments that they have every time. And <laughs> this is why I love this show. Uh, there are pop culture references in every episode. So they'll say, uh, for example, in the episode that I chose, it was about opossums, but every episode will be the same. They'll try and find some pop culture reference to the animal that they're discussing that week. So um, in this episode, they talked about Heidi, the cross-eyed opossum, and she is a, she was, rest in peace, Heidi, the cross-eyed opossum. (laughs) She was a um, zoo opossum from Germany. And there is this like hilarious auto-tuned song about how awesome Heidi, the cross-eyed opossum is. It's in, it's in German, but it's so awesome. So every every episode they'll they'll play something like that sometimes it'll be a more well-known uh pop culture reference but not always for example in the the scorpions episode i know they talked about the band the scorpions (laughs) but uh (laughs) but uh you know sometimes it's just some random thing like what in the world there was a cockroach cartoon or something like that so um (laughs) it always always makes me laugh the pop culture references in addition more things that will make you love this show donna is one of the co-hosts and she has a hilarious laugh and (laughs) she also has a ton of puns and she brings them out left and right and i love that i love that (laughs) she is always joking in the end of or i think in the middle or the end of this episode about opossums she actually said um trying new meats is not a hobby of mine and i was like uh they were talking about whether you would eat a a possum or not um so I love, I love Donna. She is hilarious. I think the two hosts are a really good match for each other. They're, they're both funny. They also have a segment that starts out with a pre-recorded clip of someone saying, "So, um, hey, uh, are you going to eat that?" And <laughs> <laughs> there's this like background music playing. It makes me think that I should be at like some outdoor cafe in Paris or something, and then. <laughs> You're thinking like, oh, wait a second. We're talking about eating possum. So that's (laughs) disgusting. Um, And then the final thing that I think would sell everyone on this show is that they talk about how intelligent the animal is. And it is a totally subjective scale. So they say over and over in the episode, we are not animal experts. And (laughs) but they but they you know, you you definitely learn a lot about whatever the whatever the animal is for that episode. And it's very funny to hear Paul and Donna give their own ratings of, you know, from a scale of one to 10, just how intelligent possums are. (laughs) Um, Possums are one of my least favorite animals. I have, uh, I don't know, they, they they are so dumb they you they'll stop in the middle of the road and you're you're driving down the road you see this opossum and you're like get out of the road i don't want to hit you i don't want to run over you what are you doing but from the show i learned that they have this like involuntary playing dead thing that happens to them so they i mean they are really dumb but they have this like you know some weird evolution thing that happened to them that (laughs) makes them uh, you know they they weren't they weren't evolutionarily designed to be around cars i don't think <laughs> so um i don't know i i really enjoy this show i listen to every almost every episode when it comes out cuz it just makes me happy it's always silly and um i just think they do a great job 
I don't think we've had a podcast like this on episode party before, have we, Freddie? Like it's no, and it's and it's one of the um, when we when we were planning this year's shows, we we did talk about family friendly shows and how right. we, we need to go away and really do some research because it completely falls outside of our like normal listening. So this is this is a uh, an episode party first. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> pretty exciting because I just think that. I mean, they have such a warmth to them. I listened to this today, and I think as soon as they started talking, I just settled in for the ride. Like, I was just <laughs> put at ease yeah. right away. I think it was just the way that Donna even said something like, today we're talking about opossums. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is my kind of vibe. <laughs> she and she has also just an incredible radio voice like it's so yes. so unique but uh i, I, I yes. mean just a, a a fantastic way of pronouncing things and as you say the laugh is uh utterly infectious as well um mm-hmm. i love that this podcast kind of chicanes between as you say pop culture references them having a giggle about a bit in you know ice age the meltdown and then also comes back to some sections about you know actual facts about the creature and as you say it's all from this like amateur perspective which i think allows them to have a sort of more freewheeling discussion about what they think of the creature which is really nice um that stuff about the the involuntary death thing i, I thought was amazing like that, that was mm-hmm. so interesting and obviously there was the bit as well about they were talking about it's got a reputation for looking quite fierce and a bit gross, but actually they're immune to rabies and, and also are really good at killing ticks. There's just a load of stuff. I think the fact that I'm able to spout all these facts back to you two people now, which are the, probably the only two people uh, who, who don't need to hear this because you've listened to the same facts, <laughs> but the fact that it, it's been retained in my head is, is such a good sign because I listen to so many of these podcasts that uh, aim to give you a bit more information about something and it just sidles right out the other ear because I don't think I'm engaged yes. uh, in a stylistic sense. Whereas I, I think I just had such a good time listening to this uh, that, uh, and, and it had a silliness that just permeated all of it like even if it, it you know it was a slightly serious section that it sounded like they were having a lot of fun so yeah just a good time and there aren't many podcasts in my podcast feed that i think are just ultimately there to sit down and have a good time you know you've got a, overt comedy podcasts this is a funny podcast but it's just one where yeah everyone's just enjoying themselves so a winner in my book freddie what do you think of it yeah, I feel largely the same as you. I I went on a lovely walk. It was uh it was on Sunday. It was really really sunny and I decided to just go out and and take a walk and I thought I I'll listen to this on the walk and I just had the best time and I I wasn't I wasn't going anywhere in particular and it was just but it was so nice just to like pop my headphones in, pop this on and and kind of lose myself in uh, in a in a really you know lovely conversation and I think you know like you like you said Jack Paul Paul and Donna have like a really lovely chemistry and a lovely um way about them um that that keeps you with them because they're just you know there's so much going on in the conversation because as you say they're jumping between jokes and and different things and then you get those kind of interspersed pre-recorded moments by uh, hosts <laughs> of other podcasts where they they do uh, you know they introduce 
sections and things like that. And um, I, I love those. I just thought they're so funny, and and um, I, I really really enjoyed it. And yeah, as 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 you said as well, it was the first kind of foray into a family friendly show on Fur Episode Party. It was certainly in like my own personal podcast listening um so i didn't really know what to expect going in because i thought oh am i gonna enjoy this as much am i gonna feel like it's been dumbed down am i gonna feel like it's contrived and it was none of those things i think um as an adult you can it's just as interesting as i suppose as if you were a a young kid Um, right you know there's so much to get out of it and so many different things you can get out of it and um you know even if you're just laughing at the funny bits and you're not really bothered mm-hmm. about the the animal they're talking about or the facts you're still going to enjoy it and if you're you know suddenly get really into the animal or, or the facts then you're going to enjoy it as well if you're a nature lover you're going to enjoy it and i think that's uh, a wonderful thing and it's kind of rare i think in in podcasting i think like you say jack it's not you know it's not you know an out and out comedy podcast it's just funny in a a really charming and uh and lovely way so um i really really enjoyed it i thought it was a a a great listen good i'm so glad (laughs) (laughs) so i'm not familiar with this uh blazing caribou productions but is is that one you know much about sarah no, no, no. It's a it's a smaller outfit, but they have several um, shows. I listened to a couple of their other shows, but um, yeah, Varmints is probably the best known one uh, of the at least in the podcast circles I know about. So um, yeah, yeah. Well, I just noticed because they had an advert halfway through this episode, which was for a show about idioms, which I was like, oh, that actually sounds right up my street. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like yeah, that sounds like a podcast I'd be interested in as well. Yeah, so this could be one to watch. All right, you heard it here first. We've got one more recommendation today, and uh, I am going to bring it to you. And it's the Imaginary Worlds podcast, which is a podcast that describes itself as being about imaginary worlds, uh, why we build them, and why we suspend our disbelief. That's the kind of tagline that host Eric Malinsky puts at the beginning of all of them. And so the coverage is broad. I mean, that's a pretty vague tagline. And as far as I can tell, I'm still early in my discovery of this podcast. But basically, it seems to encompass anything that has the potential to draw us in some kind of uh, into some kind of fictionalized universe. So that could take place within literature, radio, film, uh, computer games, board games. Um, It questions why they're so interesting and so compelling, and also what happens to us and ourselves when we inhabit these worlds and interact with them. So, like I say, it's presented by Eric Malinsky, who I first heard of as someone who's written for The Truth podcast. He did Mm -hmm. an episode called Nuclear Winter, which I think we actually spoke about on a previous episode party. It was a ghost story set in a, a nuclear bunker, which was really good. And Each week on Imaginary Worlds, he takes a different angle. So he takes, basically funnels Imaginary Worlds through a a different topic. So in the case of the episode that I picked for you guys, it was Choose Your Own Adventure. Uh, He's also done episodes on like the history of radio drama. Uh, He did one that I listened to recently, which was really interesting about a novelist who had written uh, a couple of books about minor characters in the Iliad, which is really interesting. So I chose the Choose Your Own Adventure one because it feels like it's having a bit of a buzz around it 
at the moment as a topic and i think in my cultural circles the ones that i operate in bandersnatch has been the reason for that so the new black mirror episode which is all choose your own adventure and that seems to have brought a certain revived interest at least to talk about choose your own adventure but what i like about this podcast episode is that it barely touches on bandersnatch at all in fact it's only at the end when eric goes i didn't even get time to talk about bandersnatch which i really like because i think there's obviously a huge history to these types of uh, choose your own adventure things that doesn't involve netflix you know in 2018 so one of the companies that he focuses on is a a computer game company called telltale uh, which actually went bankrupt at the end of last year but they've done choose your own adventure games based on the walking dead and batman and stuff and he talks to these games developers about how these games work Uh, he talks also to them about uh, what these games make us feel and the kind of uh, emotional agency that it provides us with as players i think there's a really interesting bit where he talks to one of the developers about a point in a game where you get a choice to rip a man's arm off and if you do it you feel awful and I, i think that's maybe something that's quite unique to choose your own adventure games compared to say other forms of media like i don't know film or or, or maybe even ones where you don't get the explicit choice which is the onus is on you as the person who decided to do that horrible thing and so it has this ability to reflect back our own moral codes which you know this podcast episode goes into quite a lot like how the relationship between what we do in the games and uh you know our own kind of moral direction our own moral compass and and maybe times that there'll be times where we decide to deviate from our usual uh, sort of moral code in order to be like the baddie and make all the choices from the perspective of someone who's pretty horrible and evil so i i just thought it was really interesting i mean the main reason i've picked up this podcast is because i mean it says that it focuses mainly on sci-fi and fantasy which are two genres that i know nothing about and have only a tentative interest in and i always like the the idea that i could listen to a podcast for half an hour and understand why someone else would be so enwrapped by you know a particular subject so that's me and my relationship with this one uh (laughs) freddie what do you reckon yeah, I love this actually. Um, oh, perhaps cool. maybe maybe slightly for different reasons. You, I don't know, but I mean, I, I, this particular episode I, I enjoyed from the perspective of uh, one of the things that I've weirdly got into recently is about how technology obviously it's it's made by someone, so it's opinionated in some way, and it uh, and it has a it has an ability to to manipulate our decisions and emotions. And I think this is very much a deliberate version of that. I mean, some of yeah. some technology does it, you know accidentally and we're kind of discovering that as we're going along and people are scrambling to kind of fix that because it's unintentional and this is very much intentional uh, it, you know it might not have always been intentional but it's certainly developed that way and it and it, and it makes right. sense and i think you know there's an interesting ethical and moral discussion around that not whether it should be done or not i think it's okay to for it to be done but like how far do you take it and how you know when do you stop and when do you you know think okay what adverse effects does this have mm-hmm. um so I found it really, really interesting from that perspective. Um, but the thing I loved about the podcast overall was just how brilliantly rounded and well-researched it is. I think it's Eric's done a brilliant job of of presenting this this topic and speaking to the right people and asking the right questions yeah. and weaving it all together in a really lovely narrative that kind of 
tells me everything I need to know, or at least enough of what I need to know that I feel um, slightly more intelligent for it. And that's uh, that's a big compliment coming from me because I don't always feel <laughs> that intelligent. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I went off and listened to uh, another episode. I listened to the episode called uh, uh, Board Games Go Indie. Um, oh, right, which yeah. I, which I also really, really loved because I I, I love a board game, and um, and I thought that was again like a fantastic look into the world of kind of indie games designers, which is a topic I know a little bit about but not a lot. And um, I think you know again you 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 leave feeling like you've got a pretty solid knowledge of a topic, you know enough to, enough to go and have a conversation uh, with someone else about it in a kind of interesting way. And again, it, it was another episode where um, Eric had gone and found really interesting people to talk to, and he'd got this really really interesting um, tape from from the interviews and and weaved it into a, a lovely kind of compelling narrative that you know I, I just felt um pretty fulfilled for having listened to so i think the podcast overall is is really good and, and i think like you jack i don't have really much knowledge of science fiction or fantasy really um mm-hmm. so i don't know if every episode's going to interest me in the same way but certainly the two that i've listened to do um and i i'm going to have a good look through the others because i'm sure there will be others in there that i uh enjoy as much as i did this one yeah, I don't doubt it. In fact, one for you, Freddie. This is a, a, a recommendation for you personally. And that's The oh, History of Radio Drama, which was done in collaboration with Dallas from 20,000 Hertz. So, Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, so I think you'll like that one. Um, Sarah, what do you think of this one? Um, so I also don't know anything about these particular topics that were addressed, <laughs> and I don't play video games but the podcast episode kind of made me want to i can picture myself like getting lost in a game and like Hmm. and definitely as we've previously discussed discussed my altruism um (laughs) i can picture myself like questioning like oh shoot should i should i've done that or like wait is something bad gonna happen to me now because i made this particular decision in a in a choose your own adventure style video game um so i thought that was really interesting to hear the creators talk about um like the deliberate things that they do and how sometimes they reward the path less chosen and even sometimes it's rewarded for you to make the the choice that you think is the awful choice and what what does that mean and i don't know like <laughs> made me a little worried like about all of the psychology that's going on but um right yeah and that i don't know i mean it was pretty i don't know i guess i can see how people get really wrapped up in games and how that makes you want to play them over and over to pick a different path mm-hmm. um, and just see what would the outcome be if I didn't choose that. Yeah. So I don't know. It was pretty, I agree. It was well-researched and I also like you, Jack, I enjoy picking a podcast that I know almost nothing about the topic and just learning a little bit about it because if it's a half hour or 45 minutes and, I, and then I can come away and feel like I can like, actually have a small conversation with someone who this is an interest for them right that makes me feel like i'm (laughs) that i my time was well spent listening to that i mean i definitely gravitate toward the things that i (laughs) love and know more about but 
since I write about podcasts, I do seek out things that are not in my normal wheelhouse because I know that not everyone's tastes are my tastes. And um, <laughs> so, uh, again, I I was totally unsure what this was going to be about. And I, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, I will have to look through the other titles uh, similar to what Freddie said. I'm not sure if the other... I'm not sure if I will find a lot that would grab me from a title perspective, but I'm definitely going to look because I think it was well done. So Nice. We're all very happy with each other's picks. <laughs> yes. These ones are always <laughs> real good. These are the feel-good times on episode yeah. party, you know? <laughs> I mean, a slight bummer note, actually, on that Imaginary Worlds one is that I believe that the... It's migrating over to Stitcher Premium, so I think it's now going to get to a point where the podcast feed will shrink to where there's only like 20 Mm -hmm. episodes in it at any one time, and then the rest of it is paid-for content, which, hey, I mean, he's got to pay for it somehow, so... You know, yeah. don't blame him. Basically, what we're saying is if, if if it sounds like a good podcast and you're listening, go and binge the archive mm-hmm. right now right, and get exactly. most of it. Or, or pay for it. One or the other, that's absolutely <laughs> yeah. fine. But, I know. you know, if you're intrigued and don't want to commit financially, go and do that now. And then, you know, hopefully you'll you'll love it enough that you, you might decide that you want to pay for it as I well. And that's also cool. say that it was a bad thing that he was charging for it. Like he should just be giving everything away for free. And then I reflected on myself and... <laughs> quickly backtracked uh, I'm glad you did that <laughs> so um, Sarah I wanted to ask you a few questions about Audible Feast I mean what is I, th- I think something very interesting you just raised a point on there is the fact that because it's just you it has the ability to perhaps reflect your tastes if you're if you're not careful <laughs> right i mean mm-hmm. what what i'm fascinated to know is is because you are a, a place where people do go to get their podcast recommendations i mean where do you go to find what you want to listen to in order to share that with everyone else great question <laughs> um so i mean i read I read my quote unquote competitors newsletters and I find out what they're listening to. And, but I don't want to be, I don't, I don't think we should all be talking about the same things because that's Mm. boring. And probably people who do, you know, read a newsletter or website about podcasts, they probably read more than one because hopefully we do give different recommendations and have kind of different style or taste or whatever. Mm. So I like to be somewhat random um, I, one of my favorite things to do, I use the radio public app to listen, but oh, yeah. you could probably do this in just about any app. And I also use, um, like sometimes I'll use like listen notes or other, a podcatcher or something like that. And you can just type in like a random word and I will see what comes up and I'll be like, okay, uh, let me just try this out. So one time I was looking for an art podcast called... Um, the lonely palette and instead i found the lonely hour and i was like oh this sounds interesting (laughs) and it was about like how it can be very good to be alone and um anyway just different people's personal journal stories about being alone so that's one of the ways that's one of the weird ways that i find new stuff is just uh random word searches to find podcasts um the radio public app also they have a podcast librarian 
it's it's I'm sure it's not randomized, but it's she posts new or returning shows on the the homepage of the Radio Public app. So that's another place that I get some recommendations, um, just things that are coming back. And then I do accept pitches. Some of the other podcast reviewers are a little more stringent about what they accept or when they accept it, but I do accept pitches. I I know it's just me writing and it can be overwhelming and I really try to respond to everybody that pitches me. But um, I think that that takes some guts to pitch and to say, you know, here's who I am. This is why my show is great. This is my intended audience. And, you know, I hope you'll take a listen. Hmm. Um, If somebody does that really well, I'll probably listen to it. And um, I found a lot of great shows that way. Just giving somebody one or two episodes chance so yeah fantastic i mean what i really like is the fact that you do these long form reviews which you get occasionally in the kind of general media where podcasts will be reviewed but it will be serial or it will be something massive you know and if you want any sort of opinion on anything else it will be like a a paragraph in a listicle that says this is cool check it out you know anything that's smaller than the big ones so uh i mean is is that part of the reason why you started doing these reviews and and the other part of that question i wanted to ask is uh, in writing those reviews i mean do you find that you get more out of the podcast themselves Yes. Um, so in the first part, I when I started writing reviews, I started listening to podcasts back in 2015, and I was traveling for my job, and I got really tired of listening to the radio. So <laughs> a guy I worked with was like, oh, well, just why don't you check out This American Life? And I said, well, I, I'm not down with like public radio. I feel like that's something my parents do. <laughs> so... I was like, yeah, I don't know. But I figured I was making this same drive. Uh, I was traveling about a three-hour drive, and it was once a week for several weeks in a row. So I was like, okay, I have three hours. The worst that can happen is I listen to something for an hour, and I don't like it or whatever. Yeah. So um, I liked it. I liked <laughs> This American Life and started listening to some other mainstream stuff, Planet Money, you know, some WNYC shows and everything. And then I just thought, okay, well, where can I find other things that I like? And at the time, there really weren't, there was no, you know, search engine or anything to look for things like, if you like this, you might like that. Right. Um, So I just thought I would learn how to make a website and um, learn how to, I don't know, just start discovering stuff. And I also really wanted to give platform to underrepresented people and underrepresented indie shows because mm. I feel like those are never going to float to the top of the quote unquote chart. Mm-hmm. You know, those are, the charts are so flawed that I'm probably not going to ever write about Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> he doesn't need my help. So, um, and maybe some of the shows that I write about don't need my help either. But um, so I don't know. I just, over time, I, I just have always wanted, sometimes I want to write about the big shows because sometimes I don't like them and I want to give a balanced viewpoint. Uh, Those are definitely difficult to write Um, where you, where if you say that you don't like something, that's definitely harder to, to write than if you are writing a glowing recommendation of something. But yeah, yeah, um, 
I have tried to keep up with the long form writing. It's gotten harder as my job has changed over the last year or so, I would say. It's gotten a little bit harder to keep up with that. But I do, at a minimum, I do still come up with a list every week of here's the best stuff I listen to every week and why it was the best. Um, That usually has a good seven to 10 recommendations on it. So I'm working on a review right now, hopefully. um, Oh, it'll definitely be out by the time this episode is published of the podcast Caruth, which is about a um, football player who was convicted in the death of his girlfriend um, back in 1999. And, um, it was really interesting. So it'll mm. appeal to sports fans. It'll appeal to true crime fans. Uh, anybody that likes a good story, it's a it's a really good show. So great. Well, if that's tantalised people and they want to go and read your review, which yes. should hopefully be uh, out by the time <laughs> this is out, um, where's the best place for them to um, keep up to date with Audible Feast and what you're doing, Sarah? Yeah, so the website is just audiblefeast.com, and I'm on Twitter at audible underscore feast, um, and I have an Instagram page, too. I finally got it, uh, Audible Feast, its own Instagram page, and stopped posting it to my personal um, site so people don't have to look at pictures of my kids. <laughs> um, so on Instagram, I'm just Audible Feast. I don't have to use the underscore there, but um, <laughs> somebody snagged that Audible Feast on Twitter, got there ahead of me. But uh, yeah, so um, I'm not too too heavy on to social media, but but I'm there. Nice. Yeah, we're not too heavy either. But (laughs) Freddie, if people want some light social media from us as well, whereabouts should they be headed? Oh, we can definitely do light social media. Um, We we do our really light social media at at episode underscore party. Um, We are on Twitter. And I should give um, a very quick shout out to um, a listener who's uh, been chatting with us on Twitter called Paul Harris, um, who asked for some recommendations about a web player for podcasts. And I recommended... um, overcast and he's been really enjoying that so thanks paul for asking us a question and and, um and uh, letting us know how you're getting on which is just as lovely as well it's always nice when you you get that response so um yeah we're always happy to give recommendations for podcasts podcast players and all that kind of stuff um and if you want links to any of the the shows we've discussed in today's episode um if you uh didn't get the Audible Feast is at audiblefeast.com and just want to click something yes. instead. We uh, will also put a link to Audible Feast in our show notes and they are all at <laughs> www.episode.party. And if for any reason you want to email us instead of tweet us, maybe you're not on Twitter, you can email us at hello at episode.party. Brilliant. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thank you guys so much. Great. And uh, to everyone listening, we will see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs> Hi, it's Jack again. Thank you so much for listening to Episode Party. If you've been enjoying the show, please give us a rating and review on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. It would mean a lot. Thank you so much. Goodbye.